Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode number two of That's What Bee Said. I'm your host, Bree at Breezy Clee. I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, Brittany at Bird's Eye View and Meredith at MK on Sports. Hi again. Hello. I have to muffle my burps. (laughs) What were you drinking beforehand? (laughs) Nothing. I was running around like a mad woman. I'm sweating. I feel like there's just a lot of air intake happening uh it's coming out of everywhere (laughs) i was trying to get the kids to bed taking apart a bed um i made this like vinegar concoction to try to clean something and then the plastic bottle was like exploding guys i'm i'm a mess mess. see that's what happens when you try to be like healthy earth conscious cleaner yeah (laughs) everything explodes and you burp (laughs) i was trying to lift a stain out of something and i did not measure any of the quantities so don't recommend just FYI. okay i i actually really like vinegar as a cleaning product it gets smells out of things yeah but so, it smells you like yeah. put smell into something <laughs> i don't okay. mind the smell of vinegar but like i live with somebody who's very picky about literally everything so if i were to like clean anything with vinegar he'd walk in and go hur, hur. Okay, the smell the smell goes away though. Like you clean with the vinegar and like while it's there, it smells like vinegar and then when it dries, it doesn't smell like anything. Like the odor is completely neutralized. Well, did you guys know that if you add vinegar, white vinegar to your laundry with towels, it makes them softer? That's what my parents say. I need to try that. I know. I've never tried I haven't it. actually tried that either, but I need to cuz my towels like after you wash them so many times, they yes. get like crunchy. Oh, I almost broke my washing machine last week because I tried over, I got lazy and I tried to put too much into it and it just like, it stopped. And then it was over, I was like looking up the error codes that I was getting and it was like over full, the water tank. So I had to pull out the water reservoir and I had like a little tray underneath to catch all the water. And it was just like, it felt like gallons of water was just pouring everywhere. I had to use every towel in my apartment to wipe the water. Do you have your own washing machine? Yeah. <gasps> Lucky. Big time. God, know, you guys are so rich. Way to listen, rub it in. Brittany, Jesus. Brittany, you have seen my apartment. You know I am not rich. But the washer was a selling point for me on this apartment. No, like I that can, would I be awesome. I am so tired of, for, for like two years now, I just lug laundry back and forth. Like my yeah, biceps are yeah. huge. Because I just carry, I'm the laundry <laughs> machine. Walking around with the gym when you have the laundromat. Exactly. You can just start hand washing everything, Brittany, using some vinegar mixture. (laughs) Yeah, Danny would love that. Here's your shirt. You'll smell like fresh cut fries. (laughs) (laughs) Like Daniel, like walk into the calves, and Donovan Mitchell will be like, "Does something smell like potatoes? French fries?" Well, actually, that's a good segue. So we've got a couple of topics we're going to cover on the show tonight. We've got a quick one tonight because we've got some some deadlines, uh, but we'll be back next week to go over everything in more depth. Um, so speaking of the Cavs, they clinched the playoffs, you guys. So, of course, our podcast comes back. The Cavs clinch playoffs. Coincidence. Um, and this was the first time without LeBron since 1998. So our question that we posed did anyone get mad about this when everyone was reporting on the Cavs making the playoffs without LeBron were you guys offended no, I heard really. people on the radio that were mad like I, Who, I was on what were they mad I, about 
just that you have to mention LeBron. Like, why can't you just say that, oh. the, you know, that they made the playoffs? Why does it always have to be about LeBron? And it's like, oh, I don't, do people not remember what that was like? Like, it, you have to clarify, you have to clarify that this is a really big deal. That this Cavaliers team, given the fact that they were left in such Shambles. disarray, yeah. both times that he left, I mean, they right now, to me, they're at least a year ahead of schedule. Well, I don't think that they would be where they're at now. And also, like one of the things, and it's so funny because like people in in Cleveland will complain it about about it a lot, but like it happens in every market that whenever something major happens with a sports team, there is some type of stats department out there, whether it's like ESPN stats and info or MLB Network, NBA TV, NFL Network, all of them. They've got research departments that go through and pull up all of these context things. Like, that's what I call it. Like, some people call them fun facts. It's literally context. And that's all it is. Like, you're adding context to the win. Yes. And, and to not make it, it, from like, I think it was 1998 was the last time that they made it. So, like, that Without is LeBron, a huge yeah. deal. Imagine if they never had LeBron how long like yes. just take that part out of it because i mean without him we all know that that they were just you know they were in shambles and they were going to continue to be in shambles once you know he left just think what was it four years ago when colin sexton got drafted which i love four years that feels like well, last five week. five five years, years. wow it was 2018 wow yes, 2018 um but when he was playing, he first started playing for the Cavs. And you had people, they never really said who it was, but we all sort of knew who it was that, you know, leaked some information to Joe Varden and the Athletic. And they're like, sorry, Woos. <laughs> we have another have one. To, eventually, we're going to have to re- release some some of these podcasts as videos just so it's, people can see, like, what goes on while we record. Because it is it's quite yes. something. Um, but no, like you think about when they were saying, oh, this guy, this kid literally cannot play basketball. And then J.R. Smith decided that he would rather, you know, sit on the bench and like sort of, I, I forget what happened with that exactly. But like, he was like, okay, like I just quit the team. So it basically like, was him. wild. That was it also was the tor- that was Tortilla Supier too. Yes, but that was before. Like that was yeah, right that's right. That was like 20, that was right before. Yeah, that was yes. like LeBron was still on the Tortilla Soup team yeah <laughs> <laughs> like what a time but look at how far they've come from then i yeah, know and they went from tortilla soup they went from strength colin coaching? sexton can't play basketball all his teammates hate him to now we have donovan mitchell and they've already clenched a playoff berth like that's yeah. a huge deal because when you you look at when lebron first left they were never able to come even kind of close to rebuilding a team like this and it was like the same amount of time wasn't it 2010 to 2000 he came back in 2014 so that was four years and they were still miles and miles and miles away so this is a yeah, huge accomplishment I mean, it's, it's such an it, kudos to the front office kudos to i was kobe gonna altman. say shout out kobe yeah. altman for yeah. making some pretty big moves right. um and like even and last were... year before donovan mitchell yeah well yeah. Like people it set like, it up really people were really down 
on 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 Kobe Altman for a while, and I think it was a lot of like I think a lot of it was on Beeline. Like I think he was the wrong. Oh god, coach. I forgot about. That. I honestly forgot right? about that. John he, Beeline was wild. Like I was really upset when they when when Ty Lue was gone because I loved him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the John Beeline hire was absolutely wild once the stories started coming out. And then they go and they get JV Bickerstaff from Memphis, and he's well, no, they had someone, the... they had like an interim coach. Yeah, who, there was an who wasn't the who co- was. he had like a, a code name or something. It was like the voice or yeah, the... I forget you know who the interim about? coach was. <laughs> I don't yeah. Or was that like a dream? I blacked out this. this I don't know. I just I just remember when they got Beeline from Memphis, it was a big deal yeah. because everybody in Memphis loved him. Was it Larry Drew? Maybe was that his name? That may have been him. Okay, yeah, and like he did not want to be the head coach. I hope I'm saying this correctly. If I'm not, I know it's here's the thing. Like something weird happened. Yeah, 2020 like fried our brains, man. Okay, yes, like he was the Cavs coach from 2018 to 2019. It was very true, and he wanted he didn't want to be like labeled as the head coach. He wanted to be known as like the voice or the something. It was something really mysterious and creepy, (laughs) which I liked. So weird. I mean, okay, so we'll get more into the Cavs hopefully next week uh, since we have more of a shortened time. But again, like they're right now, they're sitting in the number four seed. They are two games behind the 76ers. Uh, They play the Knicks tomorrow night. We're recording this on a Thursday. So Friday night, which could be a potential playoff preview, right? If they Mm -hmm. stay in the four and the Knicks stay in the five. Yeah. they still have a chance to catch up to Philly. I mean, the mm-hmm. the loss the other night to Atlanta was a little bit gutting because yeah. they they should have won that game. Yeah. Do you do you want the Knicks to be their first round opponent, as opposed to what would it be the, the Nets? Yeah, I'd rather have the Nets. I think I would too. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. th- I think so too. I don't know why in my mind, like I feel like the Nets are still bad. But they're not. They're literally in the playoffs. Like the the Cavaliers could be facing them in the playoffs. But for whatever reason, in my mind, I'm still in like the Nets are not good. Like Kyrie, because where's Kyrie now? Is he with the Nets? I don't know. He is no, with Kyrie Dallas. 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 Yeah. That's right. He has been at this point. I think by the end of his career, Kyrie is going to have played for every single team in the NBA. God, I hope not. <laughs> like, I can't believe he's so plain. Like, but I, why? Why doesn't he just retire? He, he is like he wants to be the only people. James. He's I'm one sorry. of the only people I can think of that like genuinely does not seem to enjoy playing basketball. Like, he doesn't. It seems like he does it because, hey, I'm really good at this, and this is something that I should do. I can make a lot of money, and that's great. I, I actually no. I used to feel that way about Eli Manning too. Just like by his face. Every time I saw his face on the sidelines, I was like, this guy probably hates playing football. Like he looks like oh my he God. hates it. I sometimes I I used to always tweet about the pouty Eli because he used to always have this like pout on his face. My brother I and I would make fun of it all the time. But yeah, he you just, never saw always happy. Looked, he always looked miserable. And like anytime the Giants did something bad, he would just like have this look on his face. He was like, like I'm dude, s- my last name's Manning. My brother yeah, is Peyton. Yeah. Like, I have to play football. But, like, he, my dad like he would rather be playing, like, a guitar yeah. or something. <laughs> he probably he probably did want to have a career as, like, a country music musician. Like, I think he probably wanted to be, like, um, what's that guy from The Voice? Like, Shelton. 
he probably wanted to be Blake Shelton, but instead he had to be Peyton Manning's brother. Yeah. Tough. I know. Poor Eli. Oh my God. So wait a minute, guys. I feel so bad for Super Bowl champion Eli Manning. The Manning brothers came and spoke at work a couple weeks ago. Are they nice? So Peyton called in. He was on Zoom. (laughs) Eli was in person with Jim Nance. Honest to God, I think I fell in love with Eli Manning. Oh, you did? He was so funny. Like, so low-key funny. Like, cracking jokes, like, against Peyton. I, like, literally, I was like, I didn't realize that his personality was that good. But you're right, Brittany. His, like, whole demeanor is, like, he, he didn't smile at all. He talked about he has a bunch of daughters. And then I think a son who's the youngest, I think he might have four kids. And he was talking about, he was, he was, he was coaching his daughter's basketball team. And he was like, it was a real barn burner. The score was four to two (laughs) going into (laughs) halftime. He was like, we obviously had a really tough defense out there, but needed to work on our, I mean, it was like, he was so funny and just seemed so down to earth and humble and, very different than I think his persona maybe comes off in the public eye. So basically what you're saying is that you got a live in-person version of the Manning cast. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, it was interesting. The dream. Um, okay, before we move off of basketball, I feel like we have to talk about this. I, this is going to throw you guys off completely. So women's NCAA basketball, Caitlin Clark, the Caitlin Clark phenomenon that's currently mm-hmm. happening. Uh, you mean my Virginia Tech Hokies going to the final four after okay. we beat Ohio State? Listen, hey. I don't want to talk about that. I was rooting for Ohio State. <laughs> of but course you were. I'm rooting for Iowa because Caitlin Clark is killing it. And they play Friday night. I know there's going to be, we're going to be watching the Cavs and the Knicks as well. But She's amazing, and she is, like, literally taking women's basketball by storm. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they had the highest-rated basketball game on N- on um, ESPN, and they beat out any NBA game on ESPN this year. Really? Awesome. And Honestly, no, this no. is also amazing. The cheapest ticket for the women's Final Four is, like, two times more expensive than the men's. Holy like, crap. See, now I'm so, going to feel upset because I obviously want my Hokies to win it all. I, but now we've got this, like, amazing story that I also want to see play out. Ugh. Yeah, she's really good. at. She, she had a 40-point triple-double. She was the first the first college player, men's or women's, to have a 40-point triple-double in the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's like she's doing, like, amazing things. And, like, what I found just so validating if if that's the right word to use about all of it is someone like they were people were posting her like stats on on twitter and whatnot all the comments were like positive from like men there you know it'd be like wow she's a ball like there was like not like one negative thing said and i'm like are we are we like are we turning the corner wow so this so you're telling me on elon musk's internet there is not one (laughs) single negative comment about women's basketball not about her specifically. It was. I'll have to find the tweet and pull it up, and I'll show you guys. That just yeah, sounds we all know, like at heart. They all know that she can kick their asses. Exactly. So like, I was watching like clips of her the other night in bed, and I was like, "Danny, if you played one on one with Caitlin Clark, how would you do?" He's like, "Oh, I wouldn't even fucking score. Like done. <laughs> <laughs> I, even, I had no chance. Not even one." She- she her shot like she reminds me of Steph Curry. It is like such a quick release. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I, like art. As a 
former basketball player, I was like, she is. And she's like got that that level of cockiness without being like too cocky. Like she did the whole like, I don't I don't what does this mean again? The John like, Cena thing. Yes. TV. Yes. <laughs> I was like, girl, I'm like all about this. All about this. I'm obsessed. <sighs> okay. So Brittany, we have to talk about Lamar and the Raven. So we kind of were talking about Lamar a little bit last week, but more has come out since we recorded a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I was on my podcast earlier this week with Pete talking about Lamar. And I was like, I cannot wait to talk about Brittany to talk with Brittany about this whole situation. Cause everyone knows that listens, Brittany is a Lamar Stan. So every week brings new twists and turns. We get to get sheer entertainment out of all of this. So happy. It's not happening to, to the teams that we root for. Um, so <laughs> last week we were worried that he was being held hostage by a gym rat named Ken. And then on Monday, he sent out a tweet minutes before coach Hardbaugh was set to address the media, letting fans know he did formally ask for a trade all the way back on March 2nd. Brittany, I need you to dive into everything that's happening. So the media Fans alike seem to be blaming the Browns for yes. all of this because of the Deshaun Watson contract. Mm -hmm. Why does Lamar not deserve this? Listen, you're asking that question to the, I would pay. Okay. Let me, I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> so number one, I'm mad because, and I'm sorry this is going to piss people off. I'm mad because I feel like the wrong quarterback got that contract. Mm -hmm. I feel like a precedent was set when the Browns did that. Okay. And then, you know, you have everyone knew as soon as that happened, everyone was looking to Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. Like, okay, he's next. What is he going to want? The fact that the league ownership Fans, probably like 50-50, have all completely turned their back on this. It's sad because you see a good quarterback and a good guy not getting what the precedent is. And I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson deserved that money. That's a lot of money. I get it. But when you think about, like today, I was thinking, of course, I was randomly thinking about 2007 Major League Baseball <laughs> at work. And I of thought course. about, when, remember when A-Rod, okay, it was during the World Series, and it was like Boston versus whoever, and his agent at the time, like, broke news in, like, the seventh inning or something, and he's like, A-Rod's not going to, you know, finish out his crew or his contract with the Yankees, blah, 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 he wants more money. And then he signed that contract for like $250 million. Meredith, do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So at that time, people were like, oh, he just destroyed baseball, blah, blah, blah. So it'll never be the same. Integrity, money, billionaires, blah. And I feel like that's what's happening you know, with the Watson stuff. This is just the way that this was going to go. The longer you play, the more money is just part of the business. doesn't matter if it's baseball I say hockey second. Like I even know what those contracts. Oh my god! Like. I really want to hear Brittany. I want to hear all of your thoughts about hockey. I'm sure they're absurd too. Like this is just professional sports. If you play professional sports, you don't you do it for the money. Let's be honest. 
So I right. don't blame Deshaun Watson for taking that money or even, you know, asking for that money. Cool. But a precedent was set and it pisses me off that I feel like the wrong guy got it. That's what well, makes me also, mad about that situation. What's, what's interesting is that there have been a few other uh, quarterback signings since Deshaun Watson sure. and they haven't been fully guaranteed. So I don't necessarily think that a precedent has been set. So I think one of the issues that Lamar is running into is the precedent that he was hoping was going to be set wasn't. Because if Kyler Murray got fully guaranteed money, it would be so much easier for Lamar to ask for fully guaranteed money. Although I think I saw one report today that said that he's not looking for fully guaranteed money. He just yes. wants a substantial amount of fully guaranteed, but then the like he wants qualifier, Watson money guaranteed. He and wants then whatever more, else after that. Right. Could be he wants guaranteed. more than what Watson has. So he wants a minimum 230 million guaranteed which means that he is also asking for potentially more than 230 million. Okay. So I need to like, I need to tell you guys about Santa Claus right now, because I think a lot of people don't realize how important agents are. So, and when I say Santa Claus, I mean, I'm about to tell you that Santa Claus isn't real because <gasps> I know, I'm sorry. Aren't you not um, allowed to say that? <laughs> Listen, I I I told my friends in elementary school in the first grade that Santa Claus wasn't real because they were getting on my nerves with Christmas stuff. So like <laughs> sorry. But um here's the thing: agents are more than just negotiators. Like Lamar mm. Jackson seems to think that agents only exist to negotiate your contract, and that is false they act for so many different reasons. Like one of the things that they act as is essentially a publicist, a PR manager. So when you see someone like Adam Schefter tweet, player wants XYZ per source, that source is the player's agent. When you see Adam Schefter tweet, team wants XYZ, the source is an approved person from within the team. The team gave that person permission to talk to Adam Schefter and he tweets that. Like, that's how this goes. And that's how you can tell who is talking to whom. So that is also one of the reasons why we had no idea that Lamar Jackson asked for a trade on March 2nd until mm -hmm. this week. We had no yeah. idea. If Lamar Jackson had an agent, we would have known March 3rd that he had asked because that agent would have gone to Schefter or Jeremy Fowler or Albert Breer or any, any one of those national reporters and said, Hey, Lamar Jackson wants a trade. He asked the Ravens for a trade and this is what happened. And then next thing you know, you're going to see, you know, Lamar Jackson per source wants a trade that didn't happen. So that's one thing. So Lamar doesn't have anybody acting on his behalf as the, like as a face to the public. And then secondly, the other thing that the agent ask, acts as is the person who has to go into these arbitration meetings because these negotiation meetings, by their nature, are teams saying, we don't think you're worth this amount of money and this is why. Yeah. And that's a problem. Like, I mean, and, he like, and as a player, as a person, you don't want to hear that because that is really, really difficult to hear. Like, let's say if we all had that type of contract with our employers and we had to negotiate for ourselves like it's not our employer's job to be like oh you want the most money of your position ever yeah sure we're gonna give it to you no they're they are trying to save money they are trying to work around a salary cap they are trying to make sure that they have enough money 
to pay whom they need to play pay in order to have the team that wins the Super Bowl. Your agent acts as the person that goes between you and the arbiters. So you don't have to hear you don't deserve this money. That's one of the reasons why Lamar Jackson posted all of those super cryptic social media posts. Because he was the one in those contract negotiations. He was the one who was having to hear the Ravens tell him he was not worth his money. And it's not that they don't think he's not worth it. They probably do think he's worth it. They just don't want to have to pay it. And they're trying to negotiate. And it just, Lamar doesn't understand this, you know, and I love him. He is an incredible football player, but an agent is so much more than just negotiating your money. Lamar Jackson knows what he's worth and he, he knows what he can ask for. The problem is he doesn't know how to ask for it. And he doesn't know how to present that information to the public because a lot of this also comes down to what the public sees. So it's just, there are so many moving parts and he just, he needs an agent. And I don't know why he refuses to hire one. It makes no sense to me. He why should he have hired an agent for this. If you yes. don't have one before, fine. But this is the most important contract of your life, probably. So and yeah. you know, after what happened last year, you it made no sense that he did not hire an agent. Because as much as, you know, I, I talk shit about agents and like they're skeezy or whatever. But sometimes, you, they need, are. sometimes you need skeezy people. Yeah. That's why yeah. you, know, you have lawyers and, you know, politicians. Like these they're a necessary evil at times. You know what I mean? Agreed. So yeah. for this situation, he should have done that. And I agree with everything that, that you said. My pushback would be if he did hire an agent and that agent, you know, went into negotiations with the precedent that was set, do you think it would have made a difference in getting him what he thought or what he thinks he deserves? Because the way that I see it is that the owners do not want to accept this as the new normal. Yeah. They did not. I, and it didn't, to me, it doesn't matter. It, it matters that, you know, there should be an agent, but the amount, I don't know that that would have been realistic anyway, because of the way that they're treating this. So I think at the very least, if Lamar Jackson had an agent, he would have a contract at this point. It may not be the contract that he currently wants, but it would be something because he would probably have this agent coming to him and say, listen, you're not going to get 230 million guaranteed. This is the best that I can do for you. And it is in your best interest to take it. Like I can get you 180 million guaranteed on a $200 million contract. Mm -hmm. That's the best I can do for you. It is in your best interest to take it. And that's what, and that is what an agent would do for him. And then also like, an agent's only job is to work in the best interest of their clients. That being said, what that agent is going to do is going to be working around the clock to get Lamar Jackson what he wants. But the problem is Lamar Jackson doesn't have that. So he has to worry about that himself. So in addition to recovering from injury and working out and staying in football shape and doing the things that football players need to do year round to stay at an elite level He has to do that on top of trying to negotiate these different contracts. And that is why this Ken dude, whatever story came out last week. That was like so crazy because like who has time to call 31 other teams to try and negotiate your contract? Do we know how that happened? I have no idea. Yeah. I I don't, I, I personally, I do think it happened and they're trying to save face because if, 
it comes out like if there is tangible evidence that Lamar Jackson had a non NFLPA approved person trying to negotiate on on his behalf like someone's getting getting in trouble so I do think I personally I think that it happened because quite frankly like I said Lamar just doesn't have the time to go from team to team to team to team to try and negotiate a contract that's what an agent does for you and like I wish you would just start tweeting like teams, like social media teams. Like, to, like that's like what I really want to see. I, oh my god! And then you're gonna have this like poor social media manager that probably makes like fifty five thousand exactly. dollars a year, being like, I have a, I have, I have a, a DM from Lamar. <laughs> no. I have Lamar asking for two hundred thirty million dollars. I make if I was the social media grand. manager, I'd be like, yeah, okay, all right, let me check, let me check that out. Uh, I think when it goes back to the Browns and the precedent overall. To be honest, the amount of money, the guaranteed money situation, obviously, they made a move in desperation, you could probably say, because mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson was available for a reason, that yeah. there was a lot of uncertainty that he would even play football again. There was a lot of allegations behind him. It's not like a football player of that caliber becomes available all that often so they literally threw everything including the kitchen table to get him and it worked I feel like for the Browns they had the advantage of having an owner who had enough money and was willing to spend that money and willing to take the criticism and whatever and now essentially it's kind of become a competitive advantage for them because there are other teams in the NFL that are not willing to shell out or guarantee that type of money for players. And like, if other teams aren't willing to do that, that's fine. But like, I guess I'm of the mindset of, I would rather have players get paid. Like I I would love it if Lamar got a guaranteed contract from, from someone like I, I want players that are worth it. And I'm not saying like, I agree with the Deshaun Watson like situation at all. But like if you're if you're talking about like some quarterbacks like Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, you could throw Lamar in there, um, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Like what like what's Joe Burrow? Like what's he gonna do? You know? I think he's gonna take a pay cut. Like I think he wants everyone to get paid. I hope he doesn't either, but I think just like his whole demeanor and what he seems like as a person. Yes, like I think he will take less money to he'll do like a, a tom brady thing where we take less money thing. so that everyone can He's sort of like share it. I, hate him. <laughs> I hate love him um i think it's interesting though um when i was doing the podcast with pete this week he brought up he was like i think it would be really interesting if the haslams like gave miles garrett a guaranteed contract he was like what if this starts extending into non-quarterbacks which like i also find fascinating because yeah. i don't know like you think about like the amount of money that like NBA players get and MLB and like we, we talked about other sports and contracts, it, like how these payers get played. And it just feels like the NFL is not a player friendly league no. in total. And you could argue that their sport is more physically violent than any other sport, maybe outside of hockey. Uh, Hockey is probably yeah. more comparable. And they do but... things like, you know, they added on an extra game. Yes. Like they they do things that are not in the player's advantage, but then once they start asking for more money and like, hey, I'm subjecting myself to a lot more injury, 
a lot more danger. I mean, look, look at Tua last year. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that never, ever, ever happened. I think there was right. more injuries last year than like ever before. Well, and, and can, these players are like, point- hey, I want to make more money to do this. And the owners, these billionaire owners are like, no. How, well, except for you Haslam. Even, you can even put Damar Hamlin in that category of these players risk death. Exactly. When they play this game, like their lives are like, you know, you can always joke around like, oh, their lives are on the line. But no, DeMar Hamlin showed that there are situations where their lives could literally be on the line. Um, So I had to look up Josh Allen's contract because I forgot it. He only has his. So his it's not bigger than Deshaun's like the the number is bigger. It's 258 million, but it's over six years. Yeah, it's like spread. Yeah. And Deshaun's is only his is 230 million over five. But the mm-hmm. fully guaranteed money for Josh Allen is only a hundred million. Yeah, I know. So that's, it's, that's the big difference. Yeah. yeah so, like, because I, I was trying to remember who the other one was, because there were two big contracts that were signed after Deshaun Watson. It was Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. Neither of those men got fully, and like, and if anyone deserved fully guaranteed money, it would have been Josh Allen, and he didn't get it. So, I think the more quarterbacks we see that sign contracts that aren't fully guaranteed like the less likely it is that Lamar Jackson is going to get fully guaranteed. And so like, and also the fact that he doesn't, he's claiming that he doesn't want his contract fully guaranteed. He just wants more fully guaranteed money than what Deshaun Watson has. Like that feels like a pissing contest for no reason, (laughs) you know, like, and again, these are things that an agent would step in and say like, okay, I understand that you want that and you can tell that to me, but I'm not going to let that information get out because it doesn't make you look good. Yeah. So like, Lamar, I hope you listen to our podcast. I'm sure you do. Please hire an agent. It's not because you don't know what you're worth. It's because you need someone in your corner who knows how to negotiate and knows how to deal with the media and knows how to deal with these teams. No, that's just it. start that's... DMing. Just start DMing teams. I, that's you the know, route I he, want. If his, are his DMs <laughs> open? I might DM him and be <laughs> like, listen. DM. <laughs> okay, one last thing on this because I laughed, Brittany, when you wrote this down. Um, you asked the question, is Sashi a double agent or is he just <laughs> <laughs> all hail Sashi? He's still Listen. working for the Browns. <laughs> exactly. Listen, the, the, the Sashi wars are still going on, whether we like it or not. Is this are- was this the best move the Browns have ever made? Like, why do I feel like we gotta like there's gotta be like a conspiracy? Like for did Jimmy Haslam know that he was gonna cause this much like turmoil in the nfl like the oh fact i'm that, sure he did and i don't think he cared like, i'm sorry but i'm like boohoo billionaires like go spend <laughs> your money like exactly cry, cry that, more. like i will never ever feel bad for a billionaire having to spend money i will sp- right. and people are like well you know you say that because you're not money yeah i'll spend other people's money all the time like why exactly. don't you as a fan why don't you say hey i've let me dream up all these scenarios of all these players that i want it's not my money i'll just you hey. know bitch and complain about it yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to take the player's side. Not to mention they're going to make this money back. I just got a I got a text from my season ticket holder rep and he was like, "We're adding all these field seats. Do you want to upgrade your tickets?" I'm like, "Sure, how much?" "Oh, just a cool 10,000 to 20,000 dollars a ticket oh to sit." God. I was like, I I responded and I got to respond back to him and I was I was like, "I can't resell my tickets that I can't go to for face value in the club section." So, right. I'm pass on that. Like, like, I'm sorry, but like, I, the Haslam's will make significant amounts of money and will continue to do that. 
Like yeah, I, I just fine. They're fine. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that they were concerned about the money that they were giving a quarterback. I think they're a little more concerned about the stadium itself because there's there are so many moving parts uh, when it comes to building. Because like when you're negotiating with a player, like all you have to worry about is yourself and that that person. Like Mm -hmm. with the stadium, they're dealing with political things. They're dealing with um, taxpayers. They're dealing with the local municipalities. Like if he wants to. Like I guess the uh, at the owners' meetings they said that they want to renovate the current facilities. Like I'm sure they've got to negotiate something with Justin Bibb. Like there are so many mo- moving parts when it comes to the stadium. I think he's probably more concerned about the stadium and has been more concerned about the stadium for a while than the fact that he's giving uh, his quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars. He's like, yeah, whatever. That's fair. And like, and plus they yeah. have a GM that's smart enough to restructure Watson's contract over and over and over again to make sure that they never take the cap hit for it. Like Andrew Barry's a wizard when it comes to those numbers. So like Jimmy Haslam's like, yeah, I don't care. Here's 230 billion AB. You figure it out. I'm going to go try and figure out this stadium thing. Okay. So I know Brittany has to go. I want to end it on this because I found this hilarious. So this week um, there was a viral hug taking over Brown's Twitter. The it was between around the world. <laughs> the hug scene around the world. It was Kevin Stefanski and OBJ embracing. I like how you called it an embrace. It was outside an of embrace. the NFL meetings, um, which caused an uproar. And then MKC like immediately reported after that there was no interest in the Browns and OBJ reuniting, that they were only just saying hi. Um, and that OBJ was there to meet with the Ravens and potentially some other teams. And so that hug was being analyzed for body language. What type of hug were they reminiscing? I have to say my initial, you know, I love OBJ. I will die on this hill a hundred. I would have him on the Browns a hundred times over. No way do I think he wants to be on the Browns again. But I had to laugh because I feel like I don't see a lot of like men go into like the double arm hug. It's more of like, you know, like a handshake, like a little shoulder dap it up. It, it was like an embrace. I mean, there was who space initiated between, it. There was space between the crotches. Yeah, like no, it was were, like the awkward. Their butts, their butts were out, man. They wanted yeah. to make sure that nothing <laughs> in the center was touching. He probably <laughs> Kevin probably heard rumors on OBJ. And he's like, I gotta see <laughs> <keep> my distance. <laughs> oh, Kevin. Butts out, baby. Gotta gotta leave space I just, for Jesus. I felt like Kevin Stefanski came out as if he was the greeter at the front door. Like, like why was just like we just happened to be standing bush. there? What was that? Was he like valet that day? Was he smoking a cig? Well, I this in our group chat, but like it reminds me of that like weird, awkward hug between Voldemort and Malfoy in the last Harry Potter movie. Like Voldemort was like, come here, come here. I'm going to give you a hug because you're one of my people. And Malfoy's like, dude, you made my life a living hell. I don't want to touch you, but I'm going to hug you anyway because I'm scared. That's what it was. Would you me. guys take him back if you yes. were the Browns? Not for $20 million, which is what yeah, he was agreed. reportedly asking. I don't think he's worth $20 million, but yeah, I would take him back. Hell yeah. Yeah, I because you, again, you know, he was not wrong. <laughs> like, he just wasn't. Yes! And it I mean, seemed like a lot of the team sided with him yeah. for what mm-hmm. now everyone could see as good reason. There are there are two people that Baker Mayfield needs to apologize to, but he never will. One of them is OBJ, and the other one is Mary Kay Cabot. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Very gay for sure. I I think it's and and I I do love that people have kind of figured out that Mary Kay knows her shit and she knows what's going on. So now when she reports things, people are like, okay, like they're finally for like the first time in what feels like in, in my time here in Cleveland, people are finally starting to read her reports and know that everything she says in them is a hundred percent true. Like that's probably one of the reasons why the minute after that hug happened, she's like, yeah, like they've got a good relationship, but the Browns don't want them. They're happy with Elijah Moore. They're happy with Marquise Goodwin. Okay, move on. I do find it fascinating. They have a good relationship though. Like, doesn't, doesn't that just say a lot? I'll just, well, I mean, I mean, it felt like the Browns tried to do right by him by like, by allowing him to, to leave and go. Cause they could have, they could have dicked him over and held on to him and not let him and not let him go for a trade. They could have, but they didn't. So, I mean, I think that like, I, I think that's really, really telling about how the front office feels about OBJ. Like, even if they're not interested in bringing him back, they're still like at even at the end when he was on his way out, they're like, all right, we're going to do what we can to give you what you want. All right. That wraps us up, you guys. Happy opening day to the Guardians. Are you guys going to stay up? 10-10? It's 9-04. Uh, we have an hour and six minutes left for the game. <laughs> I'm going to watch okay, one okay, inning and then the most out. disgusted look on our face. <laughs> no. The amount of um, hate. So I was messaging with somebody today about baseball and he is just so anti-baseball and it made me so sad and i was like in all caps i was typing him i was like baseball is romantic and beautiful and his response was it's not the titanic meredith like i'm like all about it i like cannot wait for baseball season Brittany, i was considering on my drive home today i was like should i watch baseball again i do this i'm like should i but hold on let me just explain something to you it is such a commitment and that's my issue with it really is that like it's every night it's so many months it's like every night how good background noise if you don't i I always put it on the background background. yes also like i can't the it just seems like such an overwhelming task at this point to like learn to find them on tv and like find do i like a favorite do i have a favorite player should i have one because then that yes. always just leads Even to Quan. heartbreak like i don't no, know Brittany. listen you don't okay so it sounds to me like Brittany, you're having... no, we need to get meredith we need to give Brittany a homework assignment yeah well no, no homework assignment to, here's the thing it sounds more like Brittany has decision paralysis so we should just yeah. make the decisions for her so yes you should watch no you don't have to watch every night and steven kwan should be your favorite player there you go problem solved steven kwan is not my like type of player though like historically, my favorite players are Victor Martinez, Fausto Carmona, um, like Miguel Cabrera. So you see a little pattern here. So Stephen Kwan doesn't really fit into that. <laughs> <laughs> got to got to think outside the box here, Meredith. What about Josh Bell, our newly acquired? <gasps> Josh Bell doesn't. He's not. He does not. He also is there anyone Hispanic? Is what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> Andres Jimenez, Jose. There's Ramirez. a lot. There's a lot. Oscar Gonzalez. Oscar Gonzalez. SpongeBob. But listen, okay. So <laughs> I need to figure out if Josh Bell is going to do his book club because when he played for the Nationals, he had a book club in DC. 
So I hope that he does a Cleveland. So not book only club. do I have to watch baseball, I have to read books. <laughs> okay, I have like, no. read so much. The book club is separate, but if you if you want to have a, a like, listen, the easiest player to root for on the Guardians is Jose Ramirez. Like that's a no brainer. Uh, Stephen Kwan doesn't... was thinking outside the box, but like Andres Jimenez, he just signed a seven year contract, so like he's great. Oscar Gonzalez is an exciting story, and his walk-up song last year was the SpongeBob theme song. Like for the kids, there's so much. There's so much to root for. There's so much to root for, Brittany. Okay, but like I there's saw so their tweet to today about. when they're like, "Oh God, what they say?" If like I, this was my face when I was sitting at my desk reading, I was like, Ugh. "It said, oh, gritty something hustlers like it or not, that's us." And I was like, "What did did Nick Carnes write this?" <laughs> Like immediate, my face is like, uh, <laughs> what is this? Oh, Nick, we love you, but that that was a very good comparison. What, like, I love Nick. It just looked like something that Nick would do. Do you think he's moonlighting <laughs> as the Guardian's social media? He person? might be because that was just like, oh, we're you know underdog. I forget what it says. Something about grit and hustle and those, underdog. Like, they won the AL Central world. last year. How is that an underdog? Well, they didn't stand or not. I said grit and hustle, okay, which is just say, like immediate I vomit. I know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see the. Um, I didn't see the tweet from the Guardians today. But if they said underdog, I would have lost it because I'm just like, yeah, you won the AL Central last year. That is not yeah, underdog. It, it was not underdog. I promise. Okay. It was okay. worse. You got, me, you got me heated for a second. <laughs> now I have to find it. Now I have to yeah, find please, it. Please and read it verbatim because I need to know exactly what it said. I sent it to Danny. <laughs> I you should put it. it in the group chat. I didn't want to make you guys mad. I don't want to like, you know. <laughs> you didn't want to make us I don't want to rain on people's parades if they want to, you know, be gritty hustlers. Cause sure. There's a lot of there's it. a lot of retweets. I'm trying to find it. When did they tweet this? Let's see, game one of 162. Let's see. Oh, they retweeted Andrew. It was like a video. It was a video, like a hype video that I did oh. not watch. Okay, that feels feels. Unplanned. Oh, here it is. Relentless, gritty hustlers. Like it or not, that's us. That is a Nick Carnes tweet. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it, it or not, okay, I see that's it. I see us. It. I, but, like, I feel like if you can't appropriate gritty like that, that's a Philadelphia thing. You can't appropriate gritty. Right. Some of the other stupid. tweets are good. Feels like, like all right feel, this, no no this feels like a good place to end because i feel like britney has a homework assignment but i don't know britney you're not gonna be able to watch them play for like a whole week because they're on west coast time so oh, i know fun. there's no, i've been getting to bed late all week and i promised myself i was going to get to bed on time tonight so i might watch one or two innings and then call it i've been going to bed at 9 30 so i'm yes. so jealous i don't think i can commit Maybe all right I'll everyone well thank you for I do want to go get that crab rangoon nachos that they have. Yes, I did see their food. Yes, we should. We need to make a trip. To yeah, we're we're gonna go to. Game. We're definitely gonna go to at least one game. We're I gonna make Brittany go to. Yeah, I want to get a dog. jersey made that just says crab rangoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new Perfect. favorite player. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Your new favorite player are the crab rangoon nachos at Progressive Field. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That'll work, Brittany. That'll work. 
Um, well, thank you guys all for tuning in again. We will be back next week. We'll have more Cavs chat, hopefully more Guardians chat, if we can stay up and watch them. And we'll see what else comes up. You guys find us. You can rate us. You can review us. We have a home. We are our own. We own our own content. So that is wonderful news. 